Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> today. Good love. Is your relationship everything you want it to be? Are you living a fulfilled, passionate life empowered with choices that ignite you to the next level? Good love makes your whole life better. So join America's good love doctor, Dr. Brenda Wade, on a journey to your healthiest life yet. A regular on Dr. Oz and Dr. Drew, She's appeared on Oprah, Good Morning America, and is featured in countless publications from USA Today to Essence Magazine. The creator of life-changing Get Unstuck Now, Love, Money, and Save a Seminars, she's counseled millions, but today she's here just for you with the hottest topics, guests, and trends. This is Good Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Good Love. I am your love doctor, the good love doctor, not just love, good love, because it's different, and we're talking every week, every Tuesday night right here about what is good love, how do we get more of it, how do we create it, how do we magnetize it, all my lovely singles who are out there, yes, how do you magnetize it? And this is Love and Money Month. We have declared it Love and Money. And few people have said to me, well, what do love and money have to do with each other? Okay, so I have a secret for you. When you have more love, this is hard science, everybody. When you have more love, you have more success. Yes, people in love are more successful. Why are they more successful? Because they're in that positive, juicy, hot energy. They're radiant, and that makes them magnetic. When you're magnetic, you're magnetizing every good thing. Yes, love makes you magnetic to money. So we're going to talk tonight about love and money. And we have a hot topic tonight. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is what does love and money have to do with one another? Or you might say what's love got to do with it? We're going to make sure you have your hottest Valentine's Day yet because our first guest tonight is one of the top TV therapists around and the author of Kiss Your Fights Away. Yes, I said kiss your fights away. And later we're going to uncover the secrets of compassionate and dispassionate Love with a minister from one of my favorite places in the whole world. That is the Agape 
International Spiritual Center in Los Angeles. So we have two powerhouse women guests in one powerful hour. And this week and every week, I want you to understand this. The key to good love is you, Y-O-U, you, knowing that you truly deserve, you are truly worthy of good love. You know why? Take a breath, everybody. Breathe it in. The why is you are already lovable. Now, that's the open secret most of us are working to heal those places in ourselves where we secretly think we're unlovable, where we secretly think we're not good enough, where we secretly think somebody else, if they get too close, is going to find that little dark hole that we curled up in and then not love us. Uh Uh-uh. Good love is about you identifying those old love patterns. We just wrapped up a few minutes ago, week five of our six-week Unchain Your Love teleseminar. And one of our participants realized that in her family, she had always been the family scapegoat. Her older sisters and brothers had given her a hard time. And she recognized it wasn't about her. They weren't angry with her. Now, do you know the freedom of knowing, hey, wait a minute, I wasn't scapegoated because something is wrong with me. Now it's safe for me to open to love. So tonight, let's see what you can discover about yourself so you can open up to more love because every week we focus on why good love is essential to your greatness. Mm, Think about that, your greatness. We look at, again, identifying those old negative love patterns that might be blocking your good love. And, of course, we want to break the chains of what happened so you're free to experience good love now. All right, so take a breath. And let me tell you that in a few minutes, we want you to answer a question. Every week you get to answer a question. Now the question this week is, what does prosperity mean to you? So hit us back on Facebook and Twitter at Dr. Brenda Wade or hashtag good for love. Okay? Or it could be hashtag Dr. Brenda Wade. We want to hear from you because we know prosperity is defined in many different ways. We all have our idea of what feels prosperous, what looks prosperous. For some of us, it's getting all the goodies and all the toys, and I want to be the one that dies with all the toys. For some of us, prosperity is living our purpose, being of service. That's why we call our seminars Love, Money, and Seva. So, of course, love and money are great. Seva isn't just how much I get, it's how much I give. Seva is being of selfless service. And that leads me right to our very first guest, Jamie Turndorf. All right, let me tell you just a little bit about Jamie. Okay, Jamie wrote that book that everybody's talking about, Kiss Your Fights Away. She also wrote a book called Make Up, Don't Break Up. And, of course, she's got in Kiss Your Fights Away, Dr. Love's Simple Steps to Cooling Conflict and Rekindling Your Relationship, because she says nobody enjoys 
being nagged. And of course, nobody wants to be the nagger or the nagee. So why is it that most often when I say the word nag, people think of a woman being a nag and that women get the bad rap? All right, Dr. Turndorf has been everywhere spreading the good word. She's a relationship expert on CNN, CBS, Fox, Inside Edition, NBC's Today Show, WebMD, been featured in Men's Health, Cosmopolitan, and so much more. And she's got her own radio show, Ask Dr. Love. And I am so honored to welcome Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Hello, love doctor. <laughs> How are you? It's so nice to be with you. We've been on the same path for, I think, probably the same number of years, perhaps. And it's just a pleasure to meet you. It is my pleasure. And welcome to Good Love. And all of our listeners want to know, what is up with nagging? Oh, well, before I forget, I want to just tell you my book title is Kiss Your Fights Goodbye. Oh, I like Kiss Your Fights Goodbye. Yeah, I just wanted you to know, because if they look for Kiss Your Fights Away, it's a lovely title, but it's not my title. So anyway. <laughs> right, so and we certainly nagging. want to kiss fights goodbye. Let's, let's talk nagging. Nagging. Okay, so to understand nagging, I have to ex- back up and explain to you about husband withdrawal. And I'm not talking about a natural form of birth control here. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I'm not going there. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Husband withdrawal, the number one cause of marital and relationship fighting, divorce, and domestic violence. All right. Mm. Now, when I when you understand, when I help your your listeners understand about husband withdrawal, then we'll understand how nagging applies. So, can okay. I just lay this on you? Everybody, husband withdrawal. You may okay. want to take notes. And again, we don't mean coitus interruptus. Go right ahead, Dr. Jamie. <laughs> when I get on a roll, it's bad. Okay. Yeah, it's so, okay. You can roll here. All right, I'm rolling. <laughs> this is how I roll. So millions of women throughout the world are all too familiar with the way men distance themselves emotionally or physically whenever conflict erupts. And the technical name for this conflict pattern is the demand withdraw negative escalation cycle or husband withdrawal okay mm-hmm. number one cause of breakups divorce and domestic violence so now what causes husband withdrawal heated fighting triggers a biochemical imbalance in men's bodies that causes them to withdraw from conflict. Wow. Heated fighting triggers a biochemical imbalance in a man's body. Yes, that is Kiss Your Fights Goodbye is all about. I explain this and I show you how to stop it. Now, here's the deal, and this has been really – I'm so excited to share this information because women don't know it. Let me lay this out for you. Men's bodies are hardwired to be hyper-reactive to stress and danger. And this programming dates back to prehistoric times when men were hunters and they needed to react with lightning speed to flee or to fight dangerous prey. Exactly. Modern danger is no longer the ferocious tiger. It's the pissed-off wife or girlfriend. And when she comes at him, baring her teeth and berating him with criticism, his body sees danger and involuntarily switches into ANS arousal, autonomic nervous system arousal, and that triggers the fight-flight response. Wow. All right, everybody. Take a note. Take a note here. Dr. Jamie is breaking it down that 
nagging and criticizing. We know criticizing is one yes. of those five C's that destroys relationship. But here's why. Yep. There's something hardwired into a guy's brain that when he hits what did you call it, hyperarousal? That's not the good kind of arousal. Or autonomic the, nervous system or right. anus arousal. We call it the fight-flight response. That's right. But here's the most amazing thing. Since most guys don't want to physically fight their partners, they flee instead. And there are three ways that all men flee from conflict. And women need to know this because I'll tell you why in a minute. The first type of fleeing is physical fleeing. Women know what this is. He leaves the room. He leaves the house. He hides out in his workshop, avoids coming home. That's obvious. But the second type of fleeing that men do is more subtle. I call it verbal fleeing. Here, the man justifies. He makes excuses. He defends himself to verbally escape responsibility. Now, the third type of fleeing is the most subtle of all. It's psychic or mental fleeing. Here, the mind takes a hike. He's physically present, but he's mentally gone. He looks deaf, dumb, and blind. He's drooling on his tie. He's wearing a no obloing He's hidden behind the newspaper or hidden behind the computer or hidden behind the television remote. Right, 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 right. Wow. Now, a woman not knowing that these various fleeing behaviors are biologically programmed, she thinks, oh, he doesn't give a crap about me. He doesn't care enough to stick around and resolve our issue. So her hurt... She takes this withdrawal behavior personally, feels hurt, her hurt morphs into anger, but when she turns up the heat and blasts him with more wrath, she unwittingly sets off more biological fire alarms, more fleeing. Wow, so you take a deeper hole. This is the downward spiral of conflict that has divorce, breakups, domestic violence written all over it. So that's what Kiss Your Fights Goodbye is all about. I show you how to stop husband withdrawal. Oh, my God. So hiding behind the remote and in the television is one of it. Did you see that cartoon, Dr. Jamie? There was a cartoon that came out of two women who were sitting at dinner, and one woman said, I'm so angry with my husband, I decided to punish him. And her friend said, what did you do? She reaches in her purse, and she pulls out the TV remote. And her friend (laughs) goes, vicious. (laughs) Vicious, right. I removed the sports channel from our lineup. Exactly. (laughs) There's no place to hide, but maybe what you're saying is a man who's in this biochemical reaction needs to flee or he becomes more dangerous. Or if he, he, he will fight physically before he flees. But there is a way out. My method works to stop husband withdrawal, and it's using what I call relationship climate control techniques. Because remember I said heated fighting triggers this biochemical imbalance that causes Uh Uh-huh, so we want to cool it down. You cool it down, and it literally shuts off the fight-flight response. Then when you have a climate that's cool, husband withdrawal withdrawal magically disappears, disappears. Now you have a guy who actually wants to stick around and resolve any conflict you've got. That's easily achieved using my step-by-step conflict resolution method that I outline in the second half of Kiss Your Fights Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to have to get the book to kiss yeah. the fights goodbye. Now, what are some of the things you can tell us about cooling it down? And then, of course, I know we have people who are burning to ask questions. Oh, Everyone, if you have a question, please hit us up on Facebook with that question. Do hashtag Dr. Brenda Wade, and Cliff is collecting questions or Our operator will get your question if you call in, please. Well, awesome. 
I, I love it. That was very, very uh, poetic of you. They have burning questions about how to cool the climate. So <laughs> no, I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. That's amazingly <laughs> cute. So, all right, I'll give you um, three ways that I talk about cooling the climate. There are other ways in the book, but I'll give you three. How's that? Go for it. Go for it. Everybody get your pen and paper out or your little mobile device and get these three things down. This is money in the bank, speaking of money and love. That's right. So the first way that we cool the climate down, my first relationship climate control technique, is to identify and eliminate what I call our fight traps. Those are those faulty, dysfunctional fighting tactics that heat the climate and cause more chemical imbalance and more withdrawal. And I divide fight traps into two categories, open and secret warfare. We all know what open warfare traps are. You know, those are those outright slams, the screw use, the name calling, the character assassinations, the I told you so's, the paybacks. Now, the secret warfare traps are the more indirect expressions of anger, but they still heat the climate all the same. Like I forgot, recruiting allies, silent treatment, guilt tripping, and the three scrooges, nagging, whining, and complaining, right? Mm. But the point is, no, remember, this is what I always say. Remember, whatever you say or do boomerangs back on you. And while it may feel good to get your rocks off in the moment, on the rocks is where your relationship is going to end up if you don't ditch your fight trap. Wow. All right. No getting off the rocks, everybody, or you'll end up on the rocks. Very important. Now, back up for a minute. What were those three Scrooges again? I don't want anybody to miss the three Uh, Scrooges. Nagging, nagging, whining, and complaining. (laughs) Nagging, whining, and complaining. So in lieu of nagging, whining, and complaining, we're going to do something else. Now, if there are any questions coming in, Cliff, are you going to be fielding the questions for us? Are you there? Hello, Cliff. I'll be here. Yeah, just uh, okay. No, wait. People, Cliff is uh, in withdrawal. He's 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 in withdrawal. <laughs> no, Cliff is in withdrawal. Cliff is always present and accounted for and giving us great support. And Cliff, if there is a question, just stop us and go. Halt! There is a question coming in because hey, we Dr. definitely Love, want to hear from her. Put a sock in it. <laughs> Dr. Love, put a sock in it. <laughs> okay, no whining, complaining. Whatever you do, people, yeah. no calling with whining and complaining. All right, great. So roll forward here, okay, Dr. Jamie, because, cool. yeah, the yeah, cooling it down. All right, so my next relationship climate control technique is what I call training your brain to fight for you, not against you. So what do I mean by this? In our intimate relationships, we all fall into what I call the echo process. This is a negative cognitive distortion that causes us to unconsciously hear our parents talking when our partners speak. And obviously, when that happens, that heats the climate. So my second relationship climate control technique is to train your brain to fight for you, not against you. And I have a simple five-step process that I fully outline in Kiss Your Fights Goodbye. You know, step one, well, let me give you an example of how this happens. Yeah. You see the echo process in action, okay? Let's say Tuesday night is chicken night in this household, right? So the wife puts down a plate of chicken in front of her husband, and he says, oh, no, not chicken night again. Well, she goes ballistic. What, you don't like my chicken? You can go stuff my chicken. Well, she went nuts. Why was she going nuts? She was locked in an echo process, right, because she heard her critical father saying to her, I don't like anything you do you don't do things right so how do we train her to get out of this echo process here's the five steps 
first she has to hold her horses. Step one, don't do anything. Don't say anything when you feel yourself getting hot under the collar. Step Mm. two, take a step back in time. Step three, take a hard look at reality. Compare what just happened with your experiences as a kid. Who does your partner remind you of? And then step four, check out your suspicion. Is there even a 1% chance that you might be negatively distorting? Maybe your husband didn't mean anything or didn't mean what you thought he meant. So then you check it out. Honey, were you saying you don't like my cooking? You don't like my chicken recipes? Then you can say, no, baby, I love all your chicken parts, your breasts, your thighs. Your... Yeah, right. <laughs> and, then, and then step Hand five. Hand over that we, bucket of fried chicken. Yeah, baby. And then step five, we smooth any ruffled feathers. In this case, it's chicken feathers. <laughs> oh, okay. So that is a very powerful technique. Now, by the way, everyone who wants to ask a question, I forgot to tell you something important. You must press one on the handset on your phone, and then Cliff knows you have a question. And he can call on you live, real-time. You can ask your question of Dr. Jamie. Or hit us up on Facebook, Dr. Brenda Wade. Or tweet, hashtag Dr. Brenda Wade. All right. Now, Jamie, I have a question for you. Yeah? This is really excellent information because what you're saying to people is often when we're being reactive, what we're reacting to isn't the here and now. There you go. Is this, as you call it, echo from the past? And is there a way that people can, in the moment, when they're you're, being you reactive, are so put the brakes you on? Are, you're so great because that's my third cool-down step that I was going to tell you about. Uh-huh, you're totally good. in sync with me, babe. So here it is. You're talking about what I call the old scars from childhood and how they cause relationship fighting. I have a chapter in Kiss Your Fights Goodbye where I call it battle scars. And what I explain is that the old scars from childhood heat the relationship climate and fuel our fights in two ways, okay? First is fight intensity, okay? Because old scars cause a disproportionate reaction to present-day events because our brain works by association. We're always comparing present-day events with earlier wounds. I call this the emotional lake effect. You know the way a storm picks up intensity and it gathers moisture as it passes across the Great Lakes? Well, Mm -hmm. our brains are dipping into the reservoir of our unconscious and making us emotionally remember similar past hurts. And this is why fireworks are going off inside of us over a very small offense because the unconscious associations are adding fuel to our current fire. So we're drowning in feelings from past similar hurts when and we're having a disproportionate reaction to an apparently minor event, that's the first clue that old scars are fueling our fire. Like, for example, husband and wife are out to dinner, and the husband keeps checking his wristwatch, and he keeps checking and checking. Finally, the wife goes ballistic. If you can't wait to get out of here and you can't wait to leave me, fine, ask for the check. He's like, what? I'm just checking my watch to make sure to read the meter, to feed the meter on time, and you're handing me a fine. (laughs) She was having a freak out because her father never had time for her when she was a child. So she made that association. That was her emotional lake effect, and now she's handing all that old rage onto her husband, her partner, and that heats the climate. So you know if you have a disproportionate reaction and you can't shake the feeling, and the reason we can't shake it is because all these associations 
that are fueling our fire are happening unconsciously. We can't move on because we haven't wrapped our head around what's really going on. So here's how we get around it. Wow. All right, everyone. Breathe this in. Breathe this in. And I want everyone to know Dr. Jamie is dishing up the gold tonight because I can tell you, just as she can tell you from years and years of working with couples and teaching classes, 90%, would that be too high, Dr. Jamie? 90% Probably too of, low, right? Of big, <laughs> right of big conflicts have nothing to do with what's happening in the present. One Absolutely. or the other partner is triggered by something from the past because when it gets that intense, it's always from the past. Exactly like they say in AA. If it's hysterical, it's historical, right? Oh, I like it. Hysterical, yes. historical. That works exactly. for me. So how do we get to the old scar? Because the overt fight content that you have acts like a smoke screen to conceal the real issue. And you end up fighting over the garbage in a heap, the toilet seat that's left up, and you get all caught up in the present content overcomes and conceals the real issue, the old scar that's really fueling your fire. So how do we do this? Can you believe stripping is the way? And I'm not talking about getting naked. Oh, come on. I thought we were going to talk about stripping. Not yet. That comes after. That comes after. That comes after. Okay. I'm talking about stripping away the overt content to uncover the old scar. And the way we do this is I show you, I fully outline this in Kiss Your Fights Goodbye. We draw an emotional fight map. I have you step away from what the overt content of the fight is and just chart the emotional course of the fight. And then you connect it back to when you felt that way as a kid, who was doing and saying what to you. Now I have unearthed the old scar and the beauty of this is this is what is so evangelical i'm so excited about this because now you are able to use your intimate relationship for its highest and most divine purpose which is to help each other heal your old scars so now that you know what the old scar is you can oh wait you mean that these fights and these old scars aren't yes a sign that we should be torturing each other. We're actually supposed to be helping each other to heal. We get to use it, right, to heal each other. You know, this is something most couples, when they get in the fight, most couples go, you weren't like this when I met you. What happened to you? You've changed. (laughs) But you know that we unconsciously, it's said we know within the first 10 minutes of meeting someone, you're going to help me replay the worst pain of my childhood, and that's why I, I fit you like a puzzle piece, because you're going to recreate this for me. And exactly. Not because I'm a, right? And I'm not a glutton for punishment or misery or a masochist. It's because I secretly want to restage this and heal it. And the only way we're going to heal it is by doing what, what I'm talking about and helping each other. So now with consciousness, I can say to my partner, Wow, when you said that, it really reminded me of my dad who never had any time for me. And then now you turn your partner into an ally instead of an enemy. And he can say, oh, I didn't mean that at all. Let's talk about it. What did he do? And now we're helping each other to heal. That's the highest, most divine purpose of our intimate relationships. And then once we heal our old scars, we cool the climate 
so much that now you've got a partner who's not withdrawing and is ready to stick around and resolve your conflicts, which is easy to do. That's easy to do. Once we're both in the room and husband withdrawal is over, my step-by-step conflict resolution process is easy. I fully outline that, and that's a piece of cake. (laughs) The hard part is actually this first part you've been talking about, which is recognizing I'm upset, and it might not be for the reason I think. It might actually be something in me that needs healing. This is where those old love patterns, the old chains are there in our mind. Because you know what I love that you just said, Dr. Jeannie? Turn your partner from an enemy to an ally. I know when I, I heard it, I said, so damn, you got to write that down. That, that is good. very like that. good. From an enemy <laughs> like to an ally. Yes. Also, I have a cure for the toilet seat problem. I have yeah. a girlfriend named Solveig who yeah. I was in her bathroom. I was visiting them, and the toilet seat was up, and she had taken red nail polish, and she had painted on the underside of the lid. It's so nice having a man around the house in red <laughs> nail polish. <laughs> right? That's funny. I that thought you could use crazy glue to keep the damn thing down. Oh, I love it. Okay, now let's check in. Cliff, remind everybody they've got to press one on their handset. If you've got a question or a comment for Dr. Jamie, you know you have a question or comment. Send it to us on Facebook or get that Twitter hashtag Dr. Brenda Wade. And Jamie, can I ask you one more question? When people are in the moment and they're really carried away and you're cooling the climate down with Mm -hmm. these great techniques, when is it safe to come back and really re-engage? When we're dead, no. no. Oh, God, come on. No, 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 no. no, no. no. I'm crazy. So the thing is, if you kiss your fights goodbye, I let you know. I give you a series of questions so you have a checklist to recognize whether husband withdrawal is happening, and I give you first aid techniques to cool it down so that you know all the signs, and if your partner is in withdrawal, don't even go there. You have to be sure that you're not seeing any signs, then you both agree to re-engage. All and right, I show so you if your step. partner's mm-hmm. already activated, remember everybody back to the beginning, biochemical activation, the brain is hijacked, they think you're a lion in the grass, not their partner, you're an enemy, you leave them alone. Okay, right. take it from Dr. Jamie. Then when all that has cleared up and you can tell they're back to their normal cells, they're no longer possessed, you can fire the exorcist and then talk to them. Is that good? Right, and then there's some tricks. I give you some extra tricks in the book because if you've been chronically conflicted, sometimes a guy doesn't return to baseline. So I give you techniques for reapproaching so that you really work with somebody who's chronically chemically imbalanced, which happens in long-term conflicted relationships. Mm. I should also say that this is really important, too. Sometimes the roles are reversed, and sometimes it's the woman doing the withdrawing. It doesn't matter. My method still works all the same. Works for gay couples, works for single couples, married couples, young, old, gay, straight. And my method also works for disputes with friends, family, 
coworkers, parents and children. Yeah, because a love breakdown is a love breakdown. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, one yeah. question. I know we have listeners. You may be shy tonight, everybody. That's okay. I'm going to ask this question for you. What do you do if you have a partner who's violent? Because we know uh-huh. that this is highly dangerous. What right. do you do to keep yourself safe? Do you get the heck out of the marriage? What do you do? You know, I have a chapter where I list violations of marital or relationship laws. And if there is physical violence, there there is no negotiation or discussion possible. You can't talk to, it's like you can't talk to somebody who's drunk. If there's physical violence, that has to stop first and foremost. Because we have to have that under control before we can start to talk again. All right. And that requires intervention. Intervention. Nobody's going to be able to stop their violence on their own. And sometimes. That's right. You need impulse control. And sometimes, let me just say this the best way to get somebody under control with a problem with violence is bring in something from outside that will help them control themselves. Like you have to do the very scary thing call for help, call the police, intervene, all of that. There's something else I have to say here, which is a very unpopular position. But uh, through well, we certain, talk about controversial things here yeah, on the Good Love Show. Go ahead. Women need to know this, and I am not condoning violence. I'm not condoning when a man acts out against a woman and physically aggresses her or vice versa. But the thing is, we have to look at what we may be doing without realizing it to provoke the other. Now, that doesn't mean that that gives the other person the right to do what he's doing, but if you're dealing with someone who doesn't have the ability to control himself or herself or has a short fuse, you need to look at, gee, what am I doing to possibly egg this person on? Now, that doesn't mean it's right what he's doing, but I still have to clean up my side of the fence. All right, so we're both going to clean up our sides of the fence, but if you're dealing with somebody who's violent and dangerous, your first responsibility is protect yourself, make yourself safe, Call the police. Do what you have to do. We still know that this is one of the number one causes of death for women in this country, and we've got to be safe, all right? So I'm going to add that little footnote. Dr. Jamie, you get the last word, and all of our listeners are shy tonight, but that's okay. Cliff, anything coming through on Facebook? Cliff, 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 are you there? Uh, I think people are just enthralled with this discussion tonight, and we have have quite a few listeners. uh, It's uh, interesting. You know, I did um, an interview on Hay House Radio Mm -hmm. on uh, Monday, and the phones were ringing off the hook. But but what I notice is, like, I think what Cliff is saying is true, that what I'm presenting is something people haven't heard before. So there is a kind of sense of, like, oh, wow. Yeah, and and absorbing it, absorbing it. Great information. All right, everybody, I want you to know you're listening to Love Doctor Jamie Turndorf. Actually, I'm known as Dr. Love or, you know, Ask Dr. Love. Dr. Love, Ask Dr. Love. I'm going to tell everybody all about how to reach you, Mm -hmm. and it's very important. You want that book from Dr. Turndorf? She has the Ask Dr. Love radio show. And her book is Make Up, Don't Break Up, 
That's one. And kiss your fights goodbye. Doctor loves simple steps to cooling conflict. I like that cooling down mm. and rekindling your relationship. All right, and she is published by Hay House. Love Hay House. Yeah. Always wonderful, wonderful things. And here's a takeaway, everybody. Make your mate, your ally, not your enemy, because love has a purpose. Love, and I always like to say, love is like Drano in the drain. It's going to bring <laughs> up whatever we need to heal. And I think that's exactly what Dr. Jamie is. Dr. Jamie turned off. Thank you. Thank you so much. Very high-level material, lots to think about, lots to chew on, and we're going to have you back again when everybody's going to feel like asking questions. Oh, that's great. great. And maybe you'll, you'll come on my show, too. It'll be oh, wonderful you're on. to have you. Totally. I would wonderful. love that. Nice meeting you. It was it's a real pleasure. It's my pleasure. All right. Be well. Blessings. You All too. All right, everybody. Are you ready to answer that question, what does prosperity mean to you hit us back on facebook go ahead and tweet that to us or you can push one on your phone right now and tell us because we are about to talk about love and money and we're going to talk about that with reverend greta sishta and i'm going to check with her that i'm saying that right but anyone want to respond to what does prosperity mean to you Go ahead and send that in. You can even send us an email, and we'll read it. But let me tell you about Reverend Greta. So Reverend Greta appears in movies, commercials, national print campaigns, media interviews, TV dramas. Yes, and she's a minister at Agape International Spiritual Center. If you haven't been there or picked them up during, during their live streaming, you're missing an amazing spiritual treat. I love, love, love Agape. She also counsels people via her workshops and classes. She has something called the Seven-Pointed Star Ministries. So that's all about teaching, preaching, speaking, coaching, healing, writing, ritual. And she has a CD with a manual that's called Calling in the Circle. And she has a brand-new book, which is Journal for the journey. All right. Let's welcome Reverend Greta Seshta. Am I saying your name right, Reverend Greta? Dr. Brenda, you know it's Sashita. Sashita, see? There you go. All right. Yes. So it's Reverend Greta Sashita. Thank yes. you for being with us tonight, Reverend Greta. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. Wonderful. Now, when you talk about prosperity, what does that mean to you? Let's start there. You know, prosperity, I think of it as true abundance, and that would be the constant and harmonious flow of energy that is positive and good in all areas of your life. That means health and relationships and family and uh, your intellect, your finances, your livelihood, the whole thing. So it is not just having the money that you need, but it is the joy and the fullness that goes with knowing that all of your needs are met. Mm. Because I'm a minister, I think of that as all of my needs are met in in God, and that um, is the way that I express it, but 
You know, some people have a feeling about that. I mean, there's so many different beautiful paths to um, bring us back to who we really are. Yeah, and one of them, I want to just say, for those who kind of go, you know, I grew up with a lot of heavy-duty God stuff, doesn't work for me. What Reverend Greta is also saying is you could say all my needs are met and I'm grateful. Because gratefulness is another way of expressing that, isn't it, Reverend Greta? It's a wonder, it's gratitude is one of the highest prayers. So whether you're thinking God or mother or father or Buddha or brother or spirit or light or love or nature, whatever that higher power is that you feel a connection to, that's what I'm talking about. And that's yeah. what you substitute in place of the word God if you exactly. want. Exactly. And higher power, again, I'm going to translate, higher power could just be that higher energy, whatever inspires you. I worked with a couple once, and I said to them, you know, there's a big study that was done that showed that couples who have some kind of spiritual connection are stronger couples and rate their relationships satisfying after 20 years. And I said, can you find some way to relate spiritually? They said, oh, no, we are atheists. I said, well, what inspires you? They said, oh, we get up every morning and watch the sunrise together. Great. (laughs) There you go. Okay, there's beautiful connection. So, Reverend Greta, you mentioned that prosperity to you is that beautiful, I could feel the energy coming right through as you said, that beautiful energy of everything being generated, I'm using slightly different language, being generated from this knowing, knowing that I'm living in a flow, I'm living in this flow of energy. I call it tapping the matrix. And you mentioned that love and money are part of that flow. So what would you say to any of our listeners who are interested in experiencing more love and money? Because it is Love and Money Month right here on Good Love Radio. Yes. Yes. And money can't buy love, but love helps you to attract money mm-hmm. wealth to you. In fact, it's a prerequisite. You can't really have abundance and prosperity and not have love, not be in love, not, not, maybe not um, necessarily romantic love, but to be in a state of goodness, of connection, of flow with the all good of the universe. That's what I mean by really being in love. And it's wonderful to be romantically in love as well. It's, it's part of it. And so, you know, the people that they say that they're atheists, and they, but they look at the sun every morning. We have this song that we sing that says, I used to think that God was the sun. And God is the sun, but God's so much more. And my belief is that God, light, love, of course, it's expressing through and as everything. And my connection to the Spirit of God gives me access to all of the goodness of God. Mm, I love it that you're making a distinction. Now, everyone, make a note. Get out your little note-taking devices or that old-fashioned pen and paper. You can go old school here. What Reverend Greta just said is beautiful. Diamonds here. Here's some diamonds for you. 
She's saying there are two kinds of love. And we want to be in love in a romantic sense, maybe, but definitely in a sense of I am expressing love. I'm connected to that universal love that's everywhere at all times, and it's part of me, and I'm part of it. I love it because that love, now this is for people who have gone through loss or people who are single, people who are feeling lonely. Connect with what Reverend Greta is saying right now and what's going to happen to them, Reverend Greta. Well, you know, sometimes a romantic love fades, but this love of which we're speaking now, it never fades. It never runs out. It never abandons us. It never leaves us without a witness. Mm, Beautiful. Beautiful. It, It inspires us. It's what guides us it's what makes the crooked places straight Mm -hmm. it's prosperity and abundance into our life yes and it's a fact it's an actual i started with that at the top of the show it's an actual scientific fact reverend greta that what you said is true you know it from your spiritual understanding but science has proved what ancient sages and saints always knew which is love is a magnetic Force. It attracts good, including more money, everybody. Absolutely. And so this, this loving, intelligent presence that created everything is everywhere. And included in it is prosperity, abundance, wholeness, well-being, peace, brilliance, intelligence, it's everywhere, and so it's not really about accessing the, the abundance, but it's, the first thing is to accept it. And I know that it sounds kind of crazy if your bank account is looking kind of low, but the very first thing, I believe, is to be aware that it's everywhere, that it is a gift, and that I am here to accept it. So accept that prosperity. And as I'm learning to do that, I'm going to affirm it. So I accept it, then I affirm it. Now talk about affirming. What do you mean when you say affirming? Because I know that you have affirmative and healing exercises, prayers and meditations that can heal relationships. And as you're saying right now, help us to identify all those good things in our lives. Lead us through some of that, would you? Everybody get those notepapers out. Here we go. Well, you know, it's more, even without the note, if you just open your heart to this idea, even though it may seem a little weird or strange, open your heart to the possibility that goodness that created everything is through, in, and as everything. That it's everywhere, right here, where you are, for you. And all that you have to do is accept it. To affirm, which is to state in a positive way, in a positive sense, from a place of deep knowing that this is your truth. Someone that I was speaking through today this affirmation just came into her heart. She said, I'm in the flow of abundance. Mm. And she would say that from a place where it looked like 
things were just a mess financially. Something, some big deal had just fallen flat, and she was just in major upset about this. But she was able to remember some truth, and she said, I'm writing down. I'm in the flow of abundance. I'm so everybody, you could write that down right now. I am in the flow of abundance. And remember, abundance and prosperity include both love and money. That's a beautiful affirmation. Breathe it in, everyone. Just breathe with Reverend Greta. I am in the flow of love and abundance. Go on, Reverend Greta, teach. Well, there is a, there's a currency of good. And it's flowing everywhere, and it's flowing through me, and it's flowing through you. We are made in the spiritual image and likeness of something that is magnificent, that recognizes us as its own creation, that recognizes us as divine emanations. And because we're made in the spiritual image and likeness and out of the essence of the all good, all of the qualities of good are within us. This is who we are. All of the qualities of goodness are within us. Breathe that in, everybody. All the qualities of goodness are within me. This is one of the secrets. Reverend Greta is unlocking a secret because, you'll pardon me for one minute, Reverend Greta, because I'm going to throw a little science in this, because okay. you are standing on hard science. It's been proven that people who have high self-esteem and who are self-confident have better love lives. So as we breathe in, breathe in this awareness that Reverend Greta is talking about, your self-esteem, I'll guarantee it, your self-esteem and your self-love are going up right this minute. Isn't that true, Reverend Greta? It's absolutely true, and there's the trick. I may be looking at my bank account, and it says there's nothing there. But I have the power to decree and to affirm what is true for me. And as I begin to affirm that I'm in the flow of abundance, it's done unto me. It's done unto me as I believe. So subtly or immediately, things begin to shift, and I begin to see the demonstration of where I've placed myself. And I have to tell you something, Reverend Greta. This is a true story. When I first got out of school, there couldn't have been a human being on the planet who had just gone out of school who was broker than I was. And I took my first ever prosperity class. And I had student loans up the yin-yang and didn't know how I could rub two pennies together, as my grandma used to say. And I took this prosperity class, and I learned exactly this principle of your teaching that I started to focus on. It didn't matter how the bank account looked. And this is true. I came home, and every single day in the mail, I got a check. I got a check from somebody who claimed I had lent her money while I was in graduate school. Now, that's impossible because I didn't have enough money to even eat decent meals in grad school, and she sent me a check for $100. I got a check from the state of California saying it was an income tax refund check, and I'd never worked in the state of California. So when we start opening up, 
those things you call demonstrations, that's real. Things begin to change. Absolutely. So you accept, then you affirm, even if it doesn't look right, you affirm the truth and then you activate. And I'm thinking that there are three different ways, but the first thing that comes to my mind for activating abundance is to use the law of mind, which just simply says it's done unto you as you believe. Mm. So universe, and it responds to your thought. All right, everybody, change your thoughts. Did you hear that? Done unto you according to your beliefs. So what belief is the most important belief to hold, to activate that thought power that will attract abundance? You know, I think that each person will come up with their own, Mm -hmm. but knowing that there is good in the universe and it is for me, that this is a loving, supportive universe that is for me, that I am always provided for, that I'm always cared for, that I'm always guided, that I'm always loved, no matter what. And the truth that I'm always loved ensures if I know that I'm always loved, I'm always going to be taken care of. Because don't we take care of that which we love? Wow, that's beautiful. Now, we only have a few minutes left. Tell us those other two things, Reverend Greta. We want to get all the wisdom from you because this works. When she says good in the universe, it's love and money, everybody. Go ahead, Reverend Greta. The law of mind, the law of gratitude that says that the more I express my gratitude, the more I have to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. That I um, wherever I place my attention, that's what multiplies in my life. So if I'm putting my attention on not having enough, that's what shows up. If I put my attention on I'm loved, I'm provided for, that's what shows up. And the other one is the law of circulation, which says what goes around comes around. It's a simple way to say it. You cast your bread upon the waters, and after some time, it comes back multiplied. And so you... You give. You find some way to give something to somebody. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> and that is, that is so powerful because it reminds us we have so much and we do have so much to give. All right, final thoughts for us, Reverend Get- Greta. I know you've overcome so much in your life. I was reading a little bit about you. You've overcome anxiety and shyness. To combine the careers of being an actor and a minister. Wow and wow. Yes. I just maybe just want to share, we just have a minute. I, I was on a on a call back and you know, as an actress on a call when you get a call back, they call they audition a lot of people, they call back just a few. One of the persons that was called back said, Hi Reverend Gretis, I knew that she knew me from Agape, but I didn't really remember her. And then she started saying you know, I came and I talked to you once, and I said, oh, yes, I remembered you had a little boy. She said, yes, I have three of them, and we were living in a car, and we had no place to live. But you talked to me, and you told me to follow my passion. I did not remember that, Dr. Brent. I don't remember telling her that. I remember that I prayed with her, but she said she followed her passion. She knocked on doors until somebody said, okay, I'll give you a chance to work here in customer service. 
She knocked on doors until somebody said, okay, if you have this job, you can live here. She travels the world now as a, um, what do you call, an impersonator? Oh, wow. For for Oprah. She Love it. <laughs> she said that it all came from believing in herself, following her passion, believing that she could do this. So I'm just sharing that to say that whoever you are, wherever you are, you are the beloved. You maybe forgot for a moment who you really are and who sent you and what you came here for. But the spirit of God within you is always providing, protecting, guiding, directing. Beautiful. Reverend Greta Seshita. Did I say it right? said it absolutely correctly. Thank Beautiful. You. Reverend Greta Seshita from Agape International Ministries in Los Angeles, everybody. And you can see her on the tube, the big screen. There are many places her beautiful light is shining, giving us the spiritual tools, the inner awareness, the energetic truth. Because all these laws of metaphysics, everybody, you know I'm the crazy scientist here, as well as being good love doctor. I started in hard science. And science, quantum physics in particular, has supported all the metaphysical laws because all energy is magnetic. So everyone send a wave of love and gratefulness to Reverend Greta. Thank you, Reverend Greta. And in closing, thank you, dear. It's a joy to have you. Let me remind you, everyone, that good love plus good health equals your greatest success ever. It's actually what we call here the heart of health. Now, we're on a journey together. It's a journey to good love. That's how you unlock your hidden potential, and you can identify and absolutely use Love thinking. Love thinking means we start with, as Reverend Greta said, I am lovable. I am worthy. I am deserving. Practice that. Let's go back for a minute to Dr. Jamie. She gave away some wonderful advice to heal and get you ready for love if you're looking. People who are single really need to unchain their love so that you're ready to go when you find the one. You're more likely to keep the one. Make your partner, your ally, always, not your enemy. And here's the key takeaway. Let's put these two wonderful ladies' wisdom and advice together. Love has a purpose. The purpose of love is to help us to grow and unfold more of our true selves. And that's exactly what you want to look for in yourself right now, whether you're single, married, widowed, divorced, black, white, straight, gay, doesn't matter. You can take it to the bank. It's all for good love. Now, I want to let you know, upcoming, we're going to have Dr. Pat Love, and that's her real name. She is so funny and so real and so down to earth. She wrote a book called Hot Monogamy, and we want to hear all about that. We're going to have Karina Iglesias. She's a finalist from the TV show The Voice, and she's going to share some of the secrets behind the scenes from that hit show. We'll also dis- 
find out a little bit more about how diversity empowers love. We're going to hear from Randy Gunther, who wrote The Myth of Happiness. Harville Hendricks will be with us. We have many great guests coming, and we want to hear from you. We have a wonderful seminar coming up if you're going to be in the San Francisco Bay Area this coming Saturday for only half a day. Our dear friend Darren Jacqueline, who is our very first guest on this show, will be with us live. Good night, everyone. Blessings. I'm Dr. Brenda Wade. This is Good Love. Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.